0: I want to say thank you, first of all, for all of your prayers and best wishes and telephone calls and all the other gifts of love that you provide to us. As you can see, I'm going well, going fine. I had a conversation today with my doctor. and We're going to run some tests and see how things work. I know already that everything is all right. So, we, we believe everything is all right and we thank God for it. Now, that leads us to our subject on tonight, um, because I know many of you are worried about me
1: and you worried about my
0: situation and my condition. Uh, from phone calls and from texts and all the other things that you've submitted to us, we have surmised that. So we're just thankful, though, that you are concerned and uh, we don't want you to worry about or worry about the situation. we would lead us into tonight's discussion because that's a a pretty good one. Uh, In terms of the subject tonight is going to be worried. Uh, And we're going to be interviewing or talking to um, attorney that M. Winston. uh, And she will be giving us insight on her experiences and what she has learned and what she has gained uh, from the subject itself. And also, uh, hopefully, she'll teach us and train us. She'll tell us how not to work. Uh, easier said than done. We thank God that tonight we're going to get information on that particular subject. So let's begin with prayer, as we know we do. Father, we thank you for your kindness and your goodness and your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom and your understanding of the word that you have granted to us. We pray that we would impart that wisdom to the saints as you have imparted it unto us. And God, may they be receptive of hearing what you have given us in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray that the open, our understanding will be open and that our hearts will be open and our minds will be open to receive the ingrafted word of the Lord. And now, Father, we just thank you and we praise you. We pray also for those uh, responders, O oh God. And, and first-line defenders of this virus of God, and we thank you for their bravery and for their commitment to their love of patience. We just give you praise and honor for it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we pray, oh God, to the protection of them, that they will not be infected, uh, they will not be affected, they will not be uh, troubled by what's going on around them, and God, we thank you and we praise you. We praise you all for what the state is doing, what the national is doing, and what the cities are doing on the behalf of the citizens of the United States. And God, we just give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Bless the pastors, bless the churches everywhere we pray. Bless those families that are going to believe in. Bless them, O oh God, and confidently pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, so once again, we're so grateful to have with us our daughter Net, we will be expounding on the word of the Lord. She's going to explain to us how she became interested in this subject that we are going to discuss tonight, and that is worry. Uh, so, Lynette, how did you become interested in this subject for today? Well, Pastor, I was uh, somebody sent me a podcast to listen to Pastor Rick Warren's Daily
1: Hope. Um, a few weeks ago, and I was just praying uh, for the Lord to give me a word um, of comfort during this time, because with everything going on, the world is just so crazy right now. Our our lifestyle, our way of living has changed so much that um, I was just praying for the Lord to, to send me a word of comfort. And um, I was directed to the podcast, and the particular day that I went on, I heard this message on worry doesn't solve anything, mm-hmm. and Pastor Rick Warren's <clears throat> daily hope. So I wanted to, to share that work because it really ministered to me, especially, you know, with um, everything going on, and the financial situation, the health crisis. So it just ministered to me, so I wanted to share it
0: with uh, Faith Center. Okay. Thank you for that. And you thank you for thinking of us, and certainly so we're looking forward to tonight, we expanded more on the subject. Uh, and so I would like to know from just a biblical or whatever uh, sense that you like to define it, what is worry?
1: Well, I don't have a formal definition, but just in reading and, and listening to him, he explains that, that worry is essentially a control issue. The Greek word means divided mind. So we are struggling in our minds to try to control things that we feel are uncontrollable. So we worry about things that we can't control, whether it's the economy, whether it's a health situation, whether it's the future. These are things that we can't control and we're trying to control them, which causes us to worry. So the problem with worry is that worry doesn't solve anything. It's just, it immobilizes you. Whereas concern prompts you to move you to action. So that's the difference. We, we can be concerned, but we're not supposed to worry. Well,
0: oh, okay, so there's a difference between concern and worry. Uh, okay, so we can be concerned, yes. but just not to worry about it.
1: Right, because worry, worry is, is prompted by fear. Mm-hmm. Fear and doubt and a lack of trust and concern. And so worry immobilizes you. When you have fear, fear grips you, can't seem to think straight, you can't um, function properly at your optimal best. But if you're concerned about something, that's fine because concern usually moves you to action. And actually in the scripture, it talks about um, careful planning, is thinking ahead about about goals, steps, and schedules and trusting in God's guidance. When done well, planning can help alleviate worry. Worriers, by contrast, are consumed by fear and find it difficult to trust God. They let their plans interfere with their relationship with God. So don't let worries about tomorrow affect your relationship with God today.
0: Okay. Does the word of the Lord here? Does any other insight into worry? What does the word say about worry?
1: Yes. Uh, so tonight, I hope you have your Bibles because this is Bible study, and we are going to be focusing on Matthew chapter six verses 25 through, I believe, 34. Um, so I want to read, read that passage of scripture, and I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. So Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 25. So I tell you, don't worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food, drink, and clothes. Doesn't life consist of more than food and clothing? Look at the birds. They don't need to plant or harvest or put food in barns because your heavenly Father feeds them. And you are far more valuable to Him than they are. Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? Of course not. Verse 28. And why worry about clothes? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Verse 30. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he more more surely care for you? You have so little faith. Verse 31, so don't worry about having enough food or drink or clothing. Why be like the pagans who are so deeply concerned about these things? Your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Verse 33, and he will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. 34. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So this is the passage we're going to be studying in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. And um, what i learned is that in this story, Jesus is teaching his disciples on the Sermon of the Mount. And in the prior beginning in chapter 5, He goes through a number of topics about um, the law, about uh, the Beatitudes, that we are the salt of the earth earth and the light of the world. He teaches about anger, lust, divorce, vows, revenge, loving your enemies. He talks about giving to the needy, about prayer and fasting, and he talks about money. And then in verse 25, he begins to teach us about worry. So this is God's standard of um, our behavior how we are to operate in his kingdom so the first thing the reason he doesn't want us to worry is because worry is unreasonable so if you're taking notes you can write that down there are four reasons number one is worry is unreasonable and let's go back to Matthew 625 and the new international version it says do not worry about your life what will, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? We tend to worry about the wrong things. We are worried about the external when we need to be more concerned about the eternal. We need to be concerned about our souls and our relationship with God, not about the external things that fade away, the food we eat, the clothes we wear. Those things should not be a concern, and it's not reasonable for us to worry because God said He will provide everything that we need. If He does it for, let's go, go on, I'm sorry. If he, we worry about things that get, when we worry, things get bigger and bigger in our minds. So the more we focus on them, then the more we start to worry about them. So the first thing is worry is unreasonable. The second is worry is unnatural. And we're going to look at Matthew 6 and 26. And here Jesus gives us the illustration from nature. He said, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So here Jesus is telling the disciples that the birds of the air, they get fed every day. They don't plant food. They don't store food in barns, yet He supplies their need for food every single day. And if He's doing that for the birds, certainly He will do that for His children, which we are created in His image and His likeness. So if God is taking care of the birds and providing them food on a daily basis, we don't need to worry about food. Mm -hmm. It's not natural. God created us, and we are the only... Beings that He created that don't trust Him. Because that's essentially what worry is. Worry is not trusting God. It means you're not trusting in His Word and the promises that He gives us. Mm-hmm. That's what worry is, essentially. You're telling God, I don't trust you. So we have to change our mindset. We have to, Sister G always teaches us, we have to renew our minds. Romans 12, 1 and 2. So we have to learn to renew our minds and learn to trust God. Because it's not natural for us to worry. God is feeding the birds, so he is certainly going to take care of you that are more valuable than birds. Then the third thing, if you're writing this down, is worry is unhelpful. It doesn't change anything. And let's look at Matthew 6 and 27 in the New Living. It says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Of course not. So Jesus is telling us, what is the point of worrying?" It's pointless. If you can't change anything by worrying, it's not going to add anything to your life. Then what is the point of worry? What does it accomplish? What does it do? It absolutely nothing. So it's unhelpful for, to, for us to worry. And it gives the illustration. It's like worry is like sitting in a rocking chair. You're sitting in a rocking chair. You're moving a lot of activity, energy back and forth, back and forth. But you're going nowhere. There's no progress made, just a lot of motion and movement, but no progress. That's what worry is. Worry doesn't change anything except it makes you miserable. And so um, worry doesn't accomplish anything good. It doesn't work, and it can't change anything. Not the past. It can't change the future. So let's not worry. Um, I wanted to turn to Proverbs 12.25. Proverbs 12.25. And again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Translation. Proverbs twelve twenty five. It says, worry weighs a person down. An encouraging word cheers a person up. Mm-hmm. So when you worry, it's weighing on you. It's weighing heavily on your heart. But when you hear a word of hope, that's to encourage you. That's to cheer you up, to give you a, put a smile on your face, give you purpose and hope to live another day. Um. And if you compare that Proverbs 14 and 30, it says a relaxed attitude lengthens life. Jealousy rots it away. So if we are relaxed and we are trusting in God, we're actually lengthening our lives. Because uh, worry, it actually, you know, studies have shown that worry can actually decrease your lifespan. Mm. Worry gives you um, health problems. People have ulcers. They have you know, stomach problems, uh, their blood pressure goes up. uh, Sometimes the blood pressure may go down. It just causes a number of health issues and complications that will eventually decrease the amount of time we're here to live on the earth. So worry is something we do not want to do. And um, so the third thing is worry is unhelpful. Now, the fourth thing is Matthew 6 and 30. Matthew 6 and 30, in the NIV, it says, If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? If you trust in God, you don't need to worry. And you say, well, why? Because he's promised to take care of all of our needs. In uh, Philippians 4.19, it says God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So if we really believe the word, that God will supply all of our needs, and all means all. So every single need that we have, God said he will supply it according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And we know God has the whole world. Everything he created belongs to him. So whether it's the cattle on a thousand hills, all the the wealth and the riches, everything belongs to God. So God has more than enough to meet our our meager needs. Our needs are meager in the sight of God. Mm -hmm. So we just need to trust in the word to know that God said it, he will do it. He said he would supply our every need, and that's what he's going to do. And we don't need to worry. We need to trust him. So just going back to review, the first thing is worry is... Unreasonable. Second, worry is unnatural. Third, worry is unhelpful, and the fourth, worry is unnecessary. If you know God, you don't have to worry. It's like when 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 I was a child, when I was younger, if I had a need or a want, I wanted something, I would ask my dad. Yeah. I would just go to him. And our kids, they think we are ATM machines. Whatever they want, they think we should get it. And if we say we don't have it, they say, well, go to the bank and get it. So if our natural fathers, we trust them to take care of us, how much more should we be trusting our Heavenly Father to take care of us? Because he created us. He loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, to die on the cross and to suffer a tragic death so that we can be restored and renewed back to God. So we just have to know God and not worry, just trust in Him. And all means all, He's going to do it. And then the issue is, so we're saying, is God a liar?
0: Right.
1: When we worry, we're calling God a liar. We don't trust Him, that's what worry is. Worry is a misunderstanding of what God is like. God is a loving Father who wants the best for you. He wants to help you. He's concerned about you. And He's concerned about your needs. So you have to know God and trust God that He's going to do what He said He would do.
0: Amen. Amen. I was uh, imagining in my mind as you were talking that... About the birds, and you can say the birds, how they don't they don't eat, they don't harvest, they don't store. They just provide or believe that they're going to eat the next day. And then, so they don't even give it a thought, imagine. Right. Uh, they just go out and, and do. And they go out and hunt and look for the food that God has provided for them for the particular day. So they don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. That's the same thing you tried to apply to us, or did impart to us, and that is that we should be, just like the birds of the air, trusting in the Lord every day and believing that God will supply all of our needs. Now, since worry is so prevalent, uh, and people today are, are doing it because of the coronavirus and because of the loss of jobs and the loss of income, the loss of provision, of their ability to provide uh, so they're, they're worried. So the question is, can we stop worrying?
1: <laughs> yes, we can. And what I um, I wanted to just emphasize, too, is that worry is a learned response. It's mm-hmm. something that we are trained in. We practice it, and the more we practice it, the better we get. So we have to start changing, retraining our minds and our, you know, our hearts and our thoughts. We have to retrain ourselves because we've learned how to worry. But you can't just tell yourself not to worry. You can't will it. You don't have the willpower to stop worrying. So in the lesson that I learned, there are four things we have to do in order to stop worrying. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a a daily walk. And it's something that you have to practice. Just like you practice learning how to worry, you have to practice learning how to trust God. And the first thing, and it's really quite simple, but it's something that we're not doing as believers is we've got to get to know God. Mm. People who don't know God and the way he works worry over these things. That's what Matthew 6 and 32 was saying in um, a different translation. People who don't know God and the way he works worry over these things. So if we get to know God and the way he works then we won't have to worry because we will trust him. Jesus said in John 14 and 1, don't be worried and upset. Believe in God and believe also in me. So he's telling us, he's the answer. We have to believe in God. We've got to believe in Jesus. We've got to get to know him. Like we know, you know, the people that we trust in our lives, the people that are closest to us, we spend time with them. And when you're in a relationship, you get to know your your maid or your spouse, you get to know your children, your parents. You get to know them so well that you can almost, you know, predict how they're going to respond to a certain situation. Mm-hmm. We need to know God like that. We need to know him so intimately that we know that whatever problem we face, he is going to provide for us. He is going to make a way out. He is going to deliver us. But we have to trust God and get to know him. The reason Um, we have to choose to believe we have to choose to believe God and it's not an easy thing because we are so bombarded with circumstances Mm -hmm. and we're so led by what we see and what we feel and we have to deny the flesh we have to deny the things that we see we have to deny our feelings and we have to just stand firm on the word Mm -hmm. just trust God no matter what we have to know him so well that when a situation or crisis comes, we're not worried because we know God's got us. Mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. got us. So that's the first thing is that you've got to get to know God. Um, the second thing is you've got to put God first in every area of your life. And that's what um, Matthew 6, 31 to 33. I'm going to read it from the NIV. I'm in the New Living. 31 to 33. So don't worry about having enough food or drink or clothing. Why be like the pagans who are so deeply concerned about these things? Your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. He already knows everything that we have need of. So we just have to trust Him. And He will give you all you need from day to day if you live for Him and make the Kingdom of God your primary concern. Mm. So when we are in a situation where we're in a jam, where we're in facing difficulties in our lives, instead of focusing on that problem, we need to focus on God, focus on the kingdom of God. Think about who can I help during this time? Not focus on myself, not let your every thought be about your lack, your wants, your needs, but think about somebody else. Think about what can I do? How can I be more like Christ? What can I give of myself to let somebody else be encouraged this day, even though I'm going through So we have to put God first and be an example on the earth because Christ is no longer here. Jesus is no longer walking the earth performing miracles. God can only perform through us. So if we're so bombarded with our troubles and so um, engrossed in our problems, we're no good to God. God can't use us. So when you are at a most difficult time, that's when you must push in, push in deeper and harder to to focus on God. What can I do? What can I learn through situation. How can you use me to help somebody else? The word says, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So you know that God's got a testimony in store for you. You just have to be in position so that he can use you when you come through on the other side. So the first thing is to not worry. You've got to get to know God. You've got to know him intimately. Then second, you've got to put God first in every area of your life. And then the third is live one day at a time. So in Matthew 6, 34, it says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So you have to live one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. You can't be worried about yesterday. You can't change the past. You have to just be focused on living one day at a time. In um, the scripture, it says, uh, when he teaches us to pray, he said, give us this day, our daily bread. So Jesus is telling them, I've got you one day at a time. He didn't say, give us this day, our weekly bread, our monthly bread. He said our daily bread. So he's going to supply your needs day by day. Don't be focused on next week or even tomorrow. Just focus on today. Just know that God is going to supply your daily bread. He's going to give you enough strength to get through this day. He's going to give you enough hope to get through this day. Enough joy to get through this day. Not tomorrow, not next week. Just live one day at a time. You can plan for tomorrow, but don't worry about it. Live for today. See the blessings of today. Sometimes we get so caught up in Wondering how God is going to deliver us, how God is going to um, meet our needs, how He's going to solve this problem, how He's going to give us enough money to pay these bills. We're so concerned and worried about—not concerned, but we're so worried about things in the future—that we miss the blessings Mm -hmm. of today. We miss out on seeing how God orchestrated certain things in our lives and how He provided for us. He didn't cause situations to, you know negative things to occur in our lives but he provided for it he turned what the devil meant for evil into good give us this day our daily bread so just know that you've got to live for today and see the blessings of today and continue to thank god day by day and that'll help you not to worry then the fourth thing is to trust god to care for all of our needs it says in first peter five and seven in the new living Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about what happens to you. We have to really, that's a part of getting to know God. We have to know that God really does care about us. He cares about the small, minute details of your life. He cares about the weighing you down. He cares about the hairs on your head, so much so that he knows how many hairs you have on your head. So God cares about your every need, your every concern. So you have to just give it to him. And how do we do it on a daily basis? What we tend to do is we say, "Okay, God, I'm going to give this to you." And then the next moment we're taking it back. The next day, next week we're taking it back. We're saying, "I got this. I can handle this today." But no, you have to just give it to him every day. It's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Just like his mercies are renewed every morning, you have to give it to him every morning that's how you're going to get through without worrying you've got to take it day by day cast your cares on him and trust god that he's going to care for all of your needs in uh philippians 4 6 and 7 this is a different translation it says don't worry about anything instead pray about everything Everything. tell god your needs if you do this you will experience god's peace far more wonderful than the human mind can understand so you have two choices two options when you're faced with you know things that are difficult challenges in your life you're either going to pray or you're going to panic and so the word tells us he tells us what to do don't worry instead pray he said don't worry about anything instead pray about everything Know that God is going to meet your needs. He already knows, but you can tell him. He's a caring God. He's a loving God. He wants to hear what's on your mind and what's on your heart. He already knows, but it's okay for you to tell him. God, I need you. I need you to provide. I've lost my job. I don't know how our family is going to make it through. I need you to make a way out of no way. God, I've gotten a bad report from the doctor, and I don't receive that. I receive the word of the Lord that says, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. But I need you to encourage my heart. I need you to strengthen me. I need you to take this burden from me, and I'm going to give it to you each day. Each day I'm going through, because I'm living day by day. Not week by week, I'm living day by day. And I'm trusting God. And every time you worry, you're acting like an
0: unbeliever.
1: Hmm. You're acting like there is no God. And that's kind of a hard was a hard pill to swallow because we're acting like everything depends on us. And, and that's a problem that I tend to struggle with is trying to control everything. We think that everything depends on us so we don't allow God room to operate because we're so busy trying to control it, trying to fix it, trying to make everything better. So every time you worry, think about this. When you're worrying, you're acting like an unbeliever. You're acting like there is no God. You're telling God that I don't really believe you. I don't really believe you will meet all my needs. I don't really believe you will take care of me. I don't really believe in the promises or that they are true. And I don't believe that you will keep your promise. That's a slap in the face when you worry. These are the things you are saying to God. You're acting like an unbeliever, saying it all depends on you, and you have to take matters into your own hands. You worry because you don't really know God. So we have to stop worrying. We have to trust God. And one of the things, it, it all ties together, is going back to the first thing we talked about, is getting to know God. When you have insurance, this is an example that uh, Pastor Warren gave, when you have insurance, you read the policies you know what is covered. Mm -hmm. So when you get in an accident, you're not worried because you know the insurance is covering that situation. We need to know the promises of God like that. We have to get to know God in his word, the written word, the living word. We've got to know what he's promised us so that when situations come against us, we know what his promise is and we can trust in that promise. promise. Because the The word says, you know, God is not a man that he should not lie or the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. So if God said it in his word, you can trust in his word day by day. Get to know the promises of God so that when challenges and troubles come upon you in your life, you don't have to worry. But you can trust God and know that he is going to see you through. He is going to meet your need. He is going to bring deliverance. And he is going to bring healing. So I encourage you today not to worry, but to take these steps to get to know God. Put God first in every area of your life. Live one day at a time and trust God to care for all of your needs. And that way you won't worry. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Very very good. Very good. Um, I was thinking when you were speaking, there's all those valuable nuggets in in there things that we should do and to help prevent us from worrying uh, because worrying is a sign that you really don't believe in God. Yes. As you said, And uh, we certainly don't want to tell God that I don't believe in you when He's offering what He has to you and all of His services and everything that He's provided for you and making a for you every day. And now He's telling you just like He did with the children of Israel. He told them, I'm going to feed you every day with manna, but you have to go out and get it. Yeah. And so they had to believe that God was going to provide the manna, then they would get up and go get it. And they would get it every day that God uh, destined for them to receive it. Every day.
1: Every day. Every day. He every didn't day. give them more. He right. gave them daily provision.
0: And that's exactly right. It was daily provision that they had to go after every day. Yeah. And so it's the same thing you're telling us. Uh, that more we know about God, we know that God will provide daily for us all of our needs, and not for tomorrow, or tomorrow, tomorrow, but it's just for today. Yeah. God give us our daily bread, yeah. and so that daily bread He provides for us. And when you go to the stores and you go to as you Ride, you see what people are hoarding, and uh, they don't believe in God, they don't trust God, that God will make a way for them. But, so I thank you for the time. I thank you for uh, discovering this word of the Lord and the uh, word worry, and so we're going to have to determine in our spirit that we will learn about God, know about God, live each day, one day at a time, and do the things that are necessary for us to wow. not worry. Let me add
1: one, one other thing, Pastor. Mm-hmm. It says, to The Bible says to bring every thought into captivity unto the knowledge of Christ. And so when you have those thoughts of worry that come to your mind, that's why it's so important that you know the promises. So you can bring those thoughts into captivity by replacing those thoughts of worry with the promises of God, the word of God. So that will help you um, when you start having those thoughts. You've got to know the word and you just put the word back on into your mind to renew
0: your mind amen amen well once again we want to thank Sister again winston for being with us on tonight and doing such a great job of explaining the word of the world to us and giving us what the word of the lord said and so we just thank god for her and her experiences and thank god for sharing with us on tonight now may the blessing of the lord be with us and may his face shine upon us now if you're willing to donate to faith center ministries you will please go to www.facecenterministries.org, Or if you mail in a payment, mail it to PO Box 867, Walnut, California, 91788. 91788. That's the PO Box number. PO Box 867, Walnut, California. Do not mail to 2047 on Road, the road. Send it to Post Office Box 867, Walnut, California, 91788. And we certainly appreciate your donations and contributions to us. And may the blessing of the Lord be with you. And may you enjoy your next session, this entire week, meditate on what you've heard on tonight and the food that's been given us and that we can digest and then apply it to our strength and our growth and development. Thank you again, Sister Lynette Blessing, for your word. Thank you, Pastor. thank you for your experiences. And may the blessing of the Lord be with each one of you. And may you have a great day week and the rest of this week, and please do not worry.
1: Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for this word that we have heard tonight. We pray that you would
0: plant it on good ground,
1: that you would um, germinate it in our hearts, that it would grow, Father, that we would learn to trust you and not worry. Father, we pray that as we are going through our days, that you would continue to strengthen us and give us but to God that passes all understanding. Know that we know that you are supplying our every need day by day, and we just thank you. And Father, we pray that you cover, the blood, cover those that are going out the essential risk, cover the yes. blood of Jesus. Father, we know that no COVID-19 virus shall come nigh our temples or our dwellings, and we just thank you for your protection and your provision. Yes. Give us this day our daily bread. Father, take us from this place, but never from your presence, Lord, bring us back the appointed time on Sunday at 9 a.m. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. amen.